you're listening to Cherishing Scripture Podcast, a podcast that's changing society by cherishing Scripture. Why do you need to carry an amulet around in your pocket that says WWJD to remind you what Jesus would do? Isn't that the Holy Spirit's job? But it seems like a lot of men are trying to manufacture this difference as opposed to letting it naturally happen. Exactly. And the exactly Bible, right. the Bible naturally changes people and makes them different. In debates, when you get in a debate with someone, you know that you've won the debate when they turn personal. Yeah. They're attacking these preachers that are standing for their liberty. And right. when they can't find anything biblically wrong with this person, they start picking out other things. Yep. And if you don't think that those two things can overpower and overtake you, you're pretending. Right. And now here's your hosts, Pastor Brad Bailey, Adam Capps, Zach Taylor, and Jeremy Boggs. Welcome back to another episode of Cherishing Scripture Podcast, a podcast where we're changing society by cherishing Scripture. We've got Zach Taylor behind the sound booth over there. Uh, Adam Capps off to my, make sure I get this right, because Pastor said there's people doing it on their left and right. Off to my right, Adam Caps, and to my far right, an empty chair. The ghost of Christmas past, Pastor oh. Brad. <laughs> no, just kidding. So, uh, it's just us three today. Um, I think Pastor's going to join us a little bit later today. But um, we're going to pick up back off where we left off in Matthew. Last week we talked about meekness. Um, I wanted to I wanted to re, kind of regroup on the three episodes that we've done so far, but... I don't know if I should wait for a pastor or not on those. Um, Maybe we'll ask his opinion when he joins us. But I want to look back real quick and just kind of regroup about poor in spirit, mourning, and meekness before before we go on to this next one. And the two things that maybe, and you guys can add on to it as well, if maybe there's something else you thought of later on that we should have maybe added. But the two things that I think about when I think about poor in spirit and mourning um, and we kind of mentioned a little bit, but I think of a brokenness, right? Earlier today, you testified in Sunday school about how God can use, still use broken things no matter what piece it is. And there is a brokenness to poor in spirit and mourning, and yet God can still work through both of those. You know, what's actually funny about that was um, Pastor was in the book of Jonah today. Yeah. And so my statement was something along the lines of God can use us regardless of the state of disrepair that we are in. Yeah. Well, man, what a state of disrepair Jonah was in. Yeah. Yeah, that Jonah was all kinds of messed up. Jonah's an interesting book. I call that my reflection book because no matter what chapter in, you can look down at it and you can somehow possibly see yourself in it. Absolutely. So either you're running from, you look down and you see Jonah running, you can see yourself. Sometimes we run away from what God tells us to do. You get to the end of the book in chapter five and you look and he's upset because God saved these people. I want to ask you, how do you feel about when God saves your enemies? Well, you know, I talked to uh, my young people about it, and I was it was when I was teaching Bible still at the school. And I was talking about Jonah, and I said, you know, it's very easy for us to look at Jonah and kind of have a judgmental attitude of saying, mm-hmm. how could he even it's think true. like saving souls? But if you historically look into the Ninevites in that area, they were extremely cruel people. Yeah. He had probably had family members that were killed by very people well from have. that region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Uh, it was a genuine hatred. I mean, he hated the Ninevites. He did. And, I mean, if we're not careful, you know, he talks about, uh, in the New Testament, Jesus talks about uh, if you hate your brother in your heart, you've committed murder already. Mm-hmm. And there are many times where, and this is not a bragging point, you know, but uh, there have been many times when it's like, you know, I, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if something bad happened to this person. 
And that's kind of how Jonah was. Jonah wasn't going to go and execute them all himself, but it wouldn't really hurt him if God decided to judge him. Because he probably he was felt that like passive they did. about it, because it says, and you know, it was very obvious in the book of Jonah that he was upset by the fact that they weren't that God saved him. Yeah, so it was less. It was less passively like, yeah, I wouldn't be upset if they got all messed up. It was more hmm. like, I am actively waiting here for you to destroy these people. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with that. But it was a good message, though. Yeah, this morning I, I really enjoyed it. We'll brag about him so yeah. he doesn't get a proud look. We'll, yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about him now so he doesn't get a proud look later on. But um, so I don't know if anything else you guys want to add about um, the poor in spirit and mourning. But I just wanted to talk about you know there's a there's a brokenness that come that is with both of those for sure. And um, and I think those often lead to meekness as well. Yeah, it does. And I think going that through I, things that cause mourning and um, and going through uh, situations that cause you to be poor in spirit at the end of all those things, meekness. Yeah, you know, and I think that also with these two that sometimes if uh, pastors talks about, these are almost like levels of maturity, mm-hmm. like the, the Beatitudes, sure. the more mature you get, the more you can, you know, you can go from being poor in spirit to learning how to mourn. And I think, especially with these first two, uh, first three, I guess you could say, but God, uh, if you're not wanting to work on it, God can do it in your life anyways. And there have been many times where maybe you're a little too proud or you feel a certain way. Uh, and God is trying to teach you something, and sometimes He has to just, you know, pull the carpet out from under you yeah. and let you hit and he let sure you will. get broken. Yeah. Uh, there have been moments in my life where I feel like I'm doing good, and you're almost cruising without uh, thinking about God at all. Mm. And then uh, at those times, it feels like sometimes your world can just fall apart. Something can happen, and then it leaves you with a brokenness where you come back to God and, and you're in search for reliance upon Him again. Yeah. And that's what that was illustrated also in Jonah too, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. he was completely um, against everything that God would have him to do. Yeah. And even despite that, God brought him to the place where he was going to do it either way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I, poor in spirit is my personal favorite, by the way. It's my favorite out of the Beatitudes. Um, and now the last week we talked about <laughs> meekness. And one thing I want to bring up about meekness real quick, by the way, Zach, uh, Amazing job last episode. I love the dog illustration. I don't know about you guys, but it was my favorite. I uh, met his dog. Yeah. It's yeah. not that great. A man and his dog. That was a great clip. If you haven't seen that, I'm like, I'm she's either a now. little angel, she's a little princess, or she's a demon spawn. I can't decide. <laughs> yeah. She's floating between the two right now. But how true. Like, again, bringing back that clip, you know, the point was made is that we expect these promises that come with these, a lot of these are future. Right? And some we expect these now sometimes. I mean, I almost feel bad for us uh, living in modern day America. Everything you We've, get is now. Yeah, it's so. And I mean, Adam was talking about wanting to add stuff to some of his firearms. He could buy it on Amazon and have it at his door in the next week. Yeah, he could have it today. I mean, we have. Yeah, exactly. Y'all didn't know you could buy firearm stuff on Amazon. Well, hey, yeah, you sure hey, can. Now you do. You, you you'd can. be surprised. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> even if you didn't, you can. It's called everything has stuff. Two day shipping, and now even places like Amazon have like same day. Yeah. Like you can buy something, they'll bring it to you the same day. Yes, and we've gotten this idea of instant gratification mm-hmm. so ingrained in our lives that yeah. when God is trying to teach us patience, it's something completely foreign to us. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad about watching tracking numbers. Oh, like, me too, dude. I, dude it, me I'm, too. Because UPS is the worst about it too. It's like they'll even show you the movement of the truck. 
And so I've seen a UPS driver who's deli- I have a package delivered. I've seen him drive past my house and he gets in his truck and he runs after. Oh, him. and then no, well, no, I was at work when it well, was I had so a I funny <laughs> experience with that actually. One time I ordered Uber Eats. Yeah. And when I was working at the hotel and I couldn't leave the desk, I ordered Uber Eats, and I saw him drive past the exit. So I messaged you know through Uber and I said, Hey, you passed the exit. Um. The guy goes all the way down to South Tampa. Oh. I'm up by the airport. <laughs> so I call Uber. I'm like, I am not paying for this cold food when it gets here. Yeah. And they're like, so you want a refund? I'm like, yes. It's exactly <laughs> what I want. I want a refund. I'm not eating cold food that I paid. That's the instant I, gratification. I tried right? to get to where you work. You know how many times I missed that turn? Yeah. Over and over and over again. It's not obvious how to get to where you no. were, used to work. Nothing's obvious. The guy, though, he was... the So the place I ordered from, because I just can't leave my desk, I ordered from the mall right across the road. <laughs> he somehow ended all the way in South, South Tampa, Tampa and said that there was a roadblock. That's I'm like, there's one turn that you need to make. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Well, but with, yeah, with instant gratification is a very... Uh, yeah. There's one thing I want to bring up with meekness. We talked about it just a tad, like, really quick. Um we didn't even talk about it. Pastor just mentioned it briefly, but a lot of people do mistake <clears throat> meekness for compromising. And I want to talk about that really quick just for a little Interesting. bit because <clears throat> there is a time to compromise, right? But there's also a time not to compromise. And well, a lot of the times when people tend to compromise, especially in our churches now is hiding the sin of others, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, and <clears throat> like in Galatians, and Galatians, we talked about Galatians. Remember, it says, um, if a brother is overtaken in a fault, you, you which are spiritual, spiritual, go to that brother in a spirit of meekness. meekness. Restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering right. thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And so we don't want to um, be so meek to where we're going to compromise on what that brother's on that brother's sin. Okay. So then, what does it mean to be meek in in going to him? I, maybe we can define it. Um, more accurately if we describe what's not going to a brother who's sinned in meekness. Mm. How do we, so how, how is it often handled when you have a, uh, a brother in Christ that is involved in, in whatever kind of sin that is known to the church? So meekness has characteristics of gentleness and uh, kindness. Long-suffering. Long-suffering, right? These are all characteristics of someone who is meek. Um but remember our conversation off air, right? We don't want to be pushovers. Yeah. I, I think that the, the key thing with being meek with a brother or sister in Christ um, is understanding. And this is probably the difficult person. And I tell you, especially for people that are any, in any position of um, leadership, whether it's, you know, Adam leads songs, Jeremy, you're a Sunday school teacher. Uh, sometimes it's very easy uh, to look at those people and think that, um, like looking at pastor and thinking that, man, he should have his life all put together because he's leading the church. But you still have to understand that there is an aspect of it. He is still, uh, and we are still just as human as mm-hmm. any other church member on the pew. It doesn't exempt us from um, sin or temptation. In fact, I'd almost argue that it amplifies it. Uh, because of the gravity of your decisions mm-hmm. and it's understanding that you can get pulled into any situation. I could easily look at Jeremy's situation and say, he's such an idiot. Why would Jeremy do this? He's a dummy. But then when I stop and I consider myself that yeah. this could happen to me and, right. and I too could be caught in the same situation uh, under the right circumstances, I too could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
right? Jeremy totally comes in agree. here. Uh, something happens. Jeremy's extremely stressed out, and this hasn't happened with Jeremy. That's why I'll use him as an example. It's happened with Adam, so you know, can't. Eat. No, I'm just playing. But Jeremy is under an extreme amount of stress and whatever, and he comes in and he just says a word he should not say, right? Yeah. It's super easy. It's super easy to become judgmental. Um, and that's a minor thing, saying something you shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. But when you two understand that you two could get put under the certain amount of stress, you could be put in a situation where you fall uh, into that same situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's actually happened. And I think God has a way of working in that uh, where, you know, sometimes you can be a little too heavy on someone and then God can put you in a similar situation where you're yeah. like, wait a second. But also, there's got, there's another side of that coin, though. There's also a point to where me, you don't want to be, um, you know. I understand that's a part of that verse, right? Yeah. Unless um, the what is unless it? I'll also be tempted, right? So there's also that side, but also there's a t- there's a side to where like, <clears throat> you know, uh, I wouldn't say like be rough. I don't know if rough is the right term. You have to be honest. Also, right. So the, the opposite of uh, gentleness, right? Right. So being meek is being gentle about it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to Jeremy because Jeremy's been letting some expletives out and we have to talk to him about it as opposed to going up to him and being like, you're so wrong. You're letting all this corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You're you're saying all these terrible words. What if somebody heard you? You're being a bad example for Christ and all this stuff. Reality is, if he didn't know that, that can be explained in a gentle way. But yeah. most likely he does know that. Mm-hmm. Most likely what happened was that he, he was just frustrated and then he can be like, hey, well, why did that happen? Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Let's deal with it and just be like, look, I don't think it's appropriate for you to use certain kinds of language at church. Yeah. And what is Jeremy going to do? I understand. I'm sorry. Yeah. I probably should. And Adam that. has the luxury of having kids. So Adam, you can really relate to this. Uh, I Luxury. Luxury. Yes. <laughs> That's what uh, kids are. I, I thought uh, the same thing as soon as I had my first kids. Like, this is a luxury. Is a luxury. This is nice. It's like having so, a great fur coat or some perfume. <laughs> This is a very true. Adam, Sorry, by the way, ahead. you don't have your glasses on for the first episode. It's kind of disappointing. But uh, no, but with kids, <laughs> with kids, you know, there has to be a certain aspect of gentleness when you correct them. Mm-hmm. But you also have to show them that there, there, there is a seriousness to it. Right. I have this, you know, I've had these young uh, boys sometimes. Usually it's more in the... Uh, elementary side of things. Actually, a perfect example. I had a nephew um, who sometimes watches the podcast and he would sometimes get upset and I would just sit down and I would talk to him and be like, you know, this isn't the way to behave. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. I don't come up to him and say, you dummy, you're yeah. just an idiot. Yeah. You're being gentle you're, about it. You, you're, and when they do it again, you're like, no, you get a little, I bit told you not stirred. to do that. Exactly. that. I guess. And that's the point I was trying to get to is like, there has to be a time of, of a, of a sternness. Look, yes, you've made this mistake. We're going to help you get through it. And we're going to, but at the same time, they, they also got to know this is a mistake you cannot repeat. Sure. Yeah. And I think that also part of meekness is too, and this is a part that's kind of overlooked is I think there is a meekness to, um, a person submitting themselves mm-hmm. to that. Um, you know, we've talked about Jeremy talked about church discipline, but how many times do some, how many times do people willingly submit themselves to church discipline because they know they've been doing wrong? That's an idea of meekness. And it's saying that, uh, meekness is, uh, in another, in another definition of it is submissiveness Mm -hmm. and you are choosing to submit yourself. So instead of having people have to come up and correct you, you recognize your own sin and you submit yourself 
to uh, that church discipline if yeah, you sure. see necessary. Right. So, so it goes both ways. I think it's multifaceted, um, but I think the biggest part is just remembering who you are uh, and remembering the fact that you two could struggle from the same. Right. Yeah. Sins. Zach, um, you've made several statements that I could spend 40 minutes each unpacking. So yeah. there's a lot of wisdom in what you said, but I don't think there's enough time in this podcast no, to truly unpack that kind of stuff. We're already at 15 minutes, I know, so yeah. we might as well just I know, recap at this point. It was just it was, it was just something that I think needed to be. I was thinking about Galatians. Uh, we got we talked to somebody actually on Twitter this week um, about we made a post about um, I can't remember the exact post, but he brought up Galatians in six um, one, and it made me think of meekness is in that verse, and so I wanted to talk about that again um just real quick but unless no i love it i i think i think acknowledging the fruits of the spirits and studying them is an incredibly important thing that nobody does ever because it's hard to okay we we as christians are not supposed to um to separate the wheat from the chaff right Right. the wheat from the tares i mean we're not supposed to go around and saying, you know what, based on what I've observed of your life, I don't think that you're truly a Christian, truly a believer. We're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. However, there are indicators, and um, it would be unwise to ignore them. To take action on them would also be unwise, but I think it's unwise to also ignore them because it's good information to have. And the greatest indicators are found in Galatians. They're found mm-hmm. in the fruits of the Spirit. And in in the people that I know... I observe if I see true meekness, true faith. Mm-hmm. You know what? What are the fruits of the spirit? I don't even have them. It's oh, gentle, uh, gentleness, goodness, faith, love, meekness, love. Yeah, temperance. Yes, um, meekness, long suffering, long suffering. Yes, all of these fruits of the spirit. These these should be observable. Long suffering. <laughs> Pastors preached through Wednesday. Uh, done Wednesday in Galatians, and we did a whole entire series on Galatians. We still don't remember the fruits of the spirit. <laughs> So well, I, I used to know what it was. So yeah, I have an excuse. He's I got, got an pass. excuse. He's got pass, right? But but I know to what Adam to what love, you just joy, said, peace, the, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Gentleness, goodness, there kindness. You forget kindness, but isn't kind isn't one? Wait, let me look. Now love, I joy, look. peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. There's nine. Meekness and temperance. There's nine for the spirits. Now it's now it's now it's an ego thing. Yeah. Now it's, no, now it's, I cannot let it go. That's <laughs> my wife tells me that's one of the things I need to work on is I can't let something go. So, yeah. well, while he's long looking suffering, at those, man. Let, um, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, gentleness goodness, goodness, faith, meekness, meekness and, and temperance. temperance. There Boom. you go. You got it. Look at Claps. You. Congratulations. Something I've been working on. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. There Give we me go. A gold star. Somebody let's go. You know what? <laughs> so, but I will say too, um, uh, there is a verse, I think it's in Matthew as well, uh, Jeremy, you might know, um, that he says that you'll know them by the fruits that they bear, right? Yeah. And these fruits are the fruits of the Spirit. You know what else is fruit? Obedience. Yeah. This is something that people don't realize too. Over and over and over in the Bible, it's ta- um, it's the, there is a um, theme about how it's far more important to obey than it is to sacrifice mm-hmm. throughout the Old Testament. And because sacrificing was a big deal to their religion back then. But God would say, I would rather you have obeyed than to sacrifice. That was after um, Saul, wasn't it? That was one of the instances that he he did do that, uh, yes. Well, you know, I know we were supposed to kill everything, but I wanted to keep these for sacrifice. Exactly. he said obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't think it's any different for believers now. 
I think that you can you can have all of the love and joy and peace. You can give everything to the poor, and but but if you don't obey the word of the of the word of the Lord, everything that's that's listed for for the the principles that Christians are supposed to apply to their lives, then your sacrifice means nothing. Your long suffering means nothing. It's even illustrated in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, right? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. Yeah, it's all in vain. Because what is what is the commandment that we have to abide by? Abide by love. Right. Yeah. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. So it's you charity. Do, no matter what you do, if you do it without charity, without love, it's exactly. all it's all nothing. Love is obedience. Yeah. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, okay. though I give my Although I give all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned yeah. and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Mm. That's what it says, man. So yeah. obedience. God would rather have obedience than sacrifice. That is a common theme throughout the entire Bible. Yeah. yeah. It's like that uh, kid song, obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. It is. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I learned how to spell. Oh, <laughs> you guys ever like sit there and you sing all those old songs you used to like? I do now kids? since I have to do chapel for the kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing chapel, breaking strings and everything, man. You That's heard awesome. about that? I yeah. popped one of my strings. It's really embarrassing. We just went acapella all of a sudden because I broke my guitar. Did you? It was great. Man. I have a bunch of strings. Out. I don't know. Yeah, I was, has it? He was doing like the windmill. Yes, sir. When it broke, so <laughs> yeah. in front of the kids, so it was fun. That's a great thing. Well, about the kids. recap kids is nice. Fun. We, d- I mean, it was. It's a nice to sometimes when you have those extra thoughts. We always do this, right? Every time yeah. we get done talking about yeah. an episode, we're just like, "Man, we should have said this. We should have said this." And it's bad for me when I'm editing these things too, because I'm just like, "Man, like I wish we would have been good to have say. just said this." Yeah. And because I get yeah. all these thoughts again, but I know we're probably getting a little bit shorter on time. So let let's just read the this next verse. And give you guys just a little taste of what we're going to do. You guys good with that? Let's do it. All right. So it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. So Pastor mentioned this way, way back when we first begun with um, poor in spirit. We were talking about the different types. But I want to talk about that word hunger. Okay, so I've got it pulled up here in the Greek. And it's got that word picture, right, that Pastor always talks about. It's through the idea pinching toil that so you're so hungry that it hurts yeah you know this uh Mm. this verse is to me a mindset it is a and a lot of these are i guess you could argue that it's a mindset and this is what i mean i've had kids come up to me right this happens a lot being a coach at a school kid comes up to me in seventh grade i'm gonna play in the nba one day and i'm like really yeah, I'm going to play in the NBA. I'm like, how much do you practice? Well, I go down to the park and play games every Saturday. I'm like, you're not going to make it. Mm. And it hurts their feelings. And they're like, why? I'm like, because you don't want it bad enough. That's true. If you want it bad enough, look at any of the greats. Uh, one of the stories about Kobe, Kobe and yeah. I'll tie this in. Uh, Kobe goes in and he's warming up and he would get to practice four hours before the team got there. Yeah. And then he would be the hardest worker in practice. And then he'd be the last person to leave. And in his mindset behind it, they asked him, he said, no one will ever be able to outwork me. And there was one time, I think it was Jay ba- Bayless or something like that, played in the NBA as well, said they went to the same gym. They were on the opposing teams about to play each other. And mm-hmm. he says he walks in and Kobe's already drenched in sweat. 
doing like real time in game shots, not like just dribbling and shooting the ball. Like he's jabbing, cutting, mm-hmm. fading away. And he said that they just went back and forth and they were practicing on separate sides of the court. And he said that uh, he finally, Jay was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to head out. And uh, later on, he mentioned that to Kobe. He's like, do you remember that? And Kobe's like, yeah. And he said, that's just incredible. He's like, I wanted you to know that you weren't going to beat me. He's like, I will stay on this court longer than you. And it was just a mentality. It was, I wanted it more than you did. Yeah. And and the same is true in Christianity. And this is how I'm going to tie it in. There are people that are, uh, spiritually speaking, far ahead of others. Mm -hmm. And the reason they are is because they have a desire and a hunger for it far more than others do. Others, some people want to be Christians just for a fire insurance policy. Right. And you can tell that in their lifestyle. Right. Some people want to be Christians and they really want to try, but they have no dedication. And you can see that in their lives. Mm-hmm. And then you have those those ones that are, I mean, they are sold out. They are hungry and thirsty. They're never satisfied. Yeah. It, it feels like the more they eat, the more they eat, the more they take into the Bible, the more they want. And right. those are the ones you can that's, notice. And that's so important. Like, you can just read this first, right, and say, okay, blessed are they that... that are, which do hunger and thirst. We've all been hungry in this room, right? No. Pastor got done preaching and you were hungry. Yeah, honestly. But I've been ready to eat. Wait, but you'd be ready to eat, right? But this is not just like, well, I'm just hungry, so it's time to eat. No, this is like a, a starvation. You are craving food. You are craving. It's 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 thirst, like a dehydrating thirst. Like you're so your mouth is so dry that you just want that coin. The closest I've been to this was... I tried, I, I, it was around the time I was wanting to get a house and people were like, if you want to get serious yeah, with, uh, if you want God to get serious, you need to get serious with God. Mm-hmm. And I did a fast and I did about 48 hours. And by the end of that 48 hours, man, like I was, I mean, I was hurting. I was coming to school yeah. and all I did, yes, sir. I, all I did was I had, um, I had allowed myself to have one of those like juices, like a naked juice just so I'm have some form of calorie in me. And, um, cause that's yeah. what someone told me. They told me otherwise you'll get extremely sick. Yeah. And I'm telling you that second day when I came into lunch and Jackie's eating and the other teachers are eating and I'm sitting there with a juice. Oh, it was hurting mm-hmm. smelling their food. Gluten free or not. I didn't care. I mean, I was starving at that yeah. point. I'd like to, I'd like to, talk about this picture yeah. real quick here hit it and because like we're we're this is exactly we what you guys are talking about is exactly right so um i i've also done that and i'm not gonna you know i don't want to talk about my personal experience in it necessarily but there are a lot of um written records of people that have experienced extreme starvation and um you become extremely animalistic in mm-hmm. your mindset when you're starving have you ever observed wild animals? They do one thing. Generally speaking, almost all wild animals do one thing their whole life. That's look for food. That's it. Mm. That's all they're doing. Day up, day night, day day or night, that's what they're doing. They're looking for food and they're sleeping or water. So hungering and thirsting after righteousness is that. That consumes your whole mind. Mm-hmm. It consumes every action every day that you do is thirsting, hungering after righteousness. If somebody asks you, hey, what are you doing? I'm hungering after righteousness. It's the same thing as like a person. When a person's really starving, things just become food. 
It's yeah. not that they are edible. They are food all of a sudden in their minds, even it's though such they're not a, real food to us. It's such a craving that you're willing to do anything and everything to get that. Yeah. And, and that's, and what that's what's incredible to me is that we do have Christians that um, they they would work harder towards their dreams of pursuing a goal mm-hmm. or a certain lifestyle that they want yeah. more than they would um, pursuing uh Christ yeah. and having that hunger and thirst for Christ. I'll tell you one, uh, after this past hunting season, uh, me and the boys were in the woods one day and um, <clears throat> we left the cooler like at home. We had drinks that we were going to, like waters we were going to bring in our backpacks. We left it all at home. We had no water, right? And so we get, we're leaving. Been there. And, yeah, it's terrible, right? Because you're so incredibly thirsty. Yeah. And mom's probably listening to this, so I'm apologize right now. <laughs> but I drove like a maniac to find the next gas station. Yes, sir. And I could not find one. And I was becoming, I was just, I was determined and willing and, and angry <laughs> just to go and try and find something to drink. I was willing to go into the, to a terrible neighborhood's gas station. I don't care what it was. I was going to get me a drink because I was so thirsty. Actually, I have a perfect example of this. We were on on our honeymoon, Jackie and I, and we went hiking in the mountains, Mm -hmm. and there was a sign. Hold on. Do we need to rate this before (laughs) PG? go any further? No, it's PG, PG? I promise. Now, this is going to surprise y'all, so you better be ready for this. Um, We're walking through the mountains, and there's a sign, and I was like, all right, I got to the sign, and this is honest. And you can clip it and show Jackie. She knows this is the truth. I said, all right, now we've already walked about a mile at this point. I said, we could turn back and go back or we can keep walking if you want to. She says, oh, no, it's probably not that long. Let's keep walking. Mm. It was like it was probably we hiked. We hiked for a solid two hours. So it was a it was a journey. It was like a five, six mile hike. And she was so thirsty on that. She's like. Babe, I, she's like, I can't go any further. And we're in the middle of the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not okay. Moses. I can't smite the rock and have water come out, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm like, look, all I know is this is a waterfall. There are, there's water flowing through this. It's fresh water. I said, so if you're that thirsty, you might just have to. And she's like, I'm not doing that right now. And they were Well, we kept walking after. in a little brook, and it wasn't deep water. It was maybe six inches over the rocks and everything. Mm-hmm. She was so thirsty. Jackie, out of everyone, she squatted down and cupped her hands, and she took some of that water and was drinking that water out of the brook. Now, Jackie is a germaphobe, and yeah, I don't know she barely – Jackie, no, Jackie will barely drink right water there. if it sits on the counter for too long. Yeah, but she was down, hands and knees, taking water out of the brook and drinking it because she felt like she was going to die out there because she had no water. Mm. And to me, that's the idea. Consumes your whole. What you were talking about, like she could not, she could not hike another step until she got some water. And she saw a source, and was that source the best at that point in time? No, but she she got she got what she needed out of it. It was to her, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in that moment, it was to her. And I think that that's the idea when I see thirsting. That That is the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And you, you talked about for you at the gas station. A lot of times when I'm that thirsty, even if I drink a drink, I'm still thirsty after. Yeah. Usually, I have to get like two bottles Bro, of water. I, I filled too. up yeah. that big goat cup 
three times and I was so thirsty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, well, see, that's another good point. Maybe we, we should also include this, is what about those people who are hungry and thirsty and they've given multiple opportunities to get a drink and they choose not to? They keep going. And they keep going. Well, some people are hungry and thirsty and the only Spiritual time they eat anorexia. or drink. Right. Some people are hungry and thirsty and the only time they eat or drink is on a Sunday morning. That's so. true. Oh man, well, Zach, you we keep got, on doing this to me, man. man. We got a lot, a like lot of stuff to cover. Out. I told you, we this this Adam was I was talking about this morning. This verse deserves a good discussion. So yes. what we uh, we barely have just scratched it right now. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and cut it here, um, and uh, we'll talk, jump more back in it on next, the next episode. Um, one thing I want to talk about really quick, also before is um, checking out our our podcast website, cherishingscripturepodcast.com. You can listen on there. You can watch our videos on there. Uh, we've got a, a blog section there. I mean, we, there's a lot you can do on our website. So check out our website, cherishingscripturepodcast.com. Check out our church's website, which is also linked on Cherishing Scripture Podcast's website. So if you want to go to Brandon Baptist Tabernacle, there's a section there that you can choose that um, as well. And uh, we post these new episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Um, so you can listen with us. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.